You're listening to The Pithy Chronicle. History with a bite. I'm Caroline. And I'm Erica. And we bring you history's dirtiest deeds dripping with sarcasm. Are you hungry yet? Hey there, pithy listeners. Today, I was hoping we would look at the nuns who left the isolation of their convents to join the First Crusade. I'm sorry, hoping? Well, it turns out that the men writing the European chronicles of the time were pretty anti-women going on the crusade and therefore chose to leave them out of their histories. Luckily, Muslim sources did discuss their presence and impact. However... Oh, they aren't translated? No. So, that leaves us with very little substance to go along with the few tall tales that have also been told by men. God, what a Debbie Downer. Well, yeah, kind of. One of them might have had a good ending. We just don't know. Okay. But before we get going, Erica, can we do some housekeeping? Absolutely. Pithy listeners, thank you so much for your new reviews, your likes, your subscribes. Keep doing what you're doing. The higher the rating, the closer to God, aka the easier we get found. We've already told people that we're just like the popes of the (laughs) Middle Ages. Next thing you know, we're going to be doing the sale of indulgences. Oh my God, I can't believe we didn't call our Patreon indulgences. Missed opportunity! Maybe there can be a change in our Patreon future, you never know. I'll get over it. We do have a Patreon where I have been posting some blog updates. I love it. To go along with our episodes that you get, hopefully, the night before. Mm -hmm. And we have a bias of coffee. We got a new bias of coffee. So if you would like to keep us caffeinated, keep us pithy, sassy, and sexy, go on over to buy me a coffee forward slash the pithy chronicle. And that's all our housekeeping. Well, I wish I had something sexy to talk about today. There is What? The nuns aren't sexy? I mean, (sighs) these are not our Venetian nuns because... These women actually had faith. (laughs) The week after Halloween, Caroline, you don't have your sexy nun costume on for (sighs) me? I'm so disappointed. I am wearing just pajamas. But we're going to do this the best we can. So gather round, pithy listeners, for a tale that will quack you up and ruffle your feathers. That's right. We're going to talk about a bird. A bird? A bird. A bird. Okay. We are exploring... The First Crusade from a very new perspective. Did you know that nuns joined the religious pilgrimage to the Holy Land? And, oh boy, did they have a feathery little twist to their adventure. Let's dive into the wild and wacky world of the nuns of the First Crusade. As I said, the histories of the Crusade didn't feel that it was important to include these holy women. But we do. So, I'm going to do my best with the very limited resources and sources that I have. Generally, Pope Urban II discouraged women and children and the elderly from joining the crusade. And he he made some good points. And that is a rare moment when I will agree with him. He felt that they would A, slow things down, and B, tempt the men. And to be clear, it is not at all the women's fault that men would be tempted. 
but I can see that they would not be helpful with the final goal of murder and defeat in the same way that armed men ready to fight would. Albert of Aachen, which all I can think of when I see his name is Monty Python in the castle of Aachen. Ah, yes. Albert of Aachen, an enthusiastic monk who joined and recorded the First Crusade, claimed, quote, Crowds from different kingdoms and cities gathered together, but in no sense turning away from the illicit and sexual intercourse. There was unbridled contact with women and young girls who, with utter rashness, had pretext of this journey. Oh my. Clearly, Albert wasn't happy with their presence. But I don't think that we should take his statements at face value. Because yes, there were likely prostitutes or in many cases, unmarried women who embraced their sexuality and were then called prostitutes by even the men sleeping with them. There were some that followed the military campaigns, and this is nothing new. Prostitutes or women or lovers, whatever you want to call them, had followed military campaigns for centuries. This is not a new idea. But as a medieval monk, Albert had taken the cross as a pilgrimage not a military campaign. So he saw this as a time of abstinence, a time for penance, and therefore it does make sense that he was appalled by the behaviors of those who did not abstain, which was the majority of the fighting force. I mean, let's also say, though, just because you make that choice does not mean everyone makes that choice, dear Albert. That's right. You can't put your choices on everybody else. Mm -hmm. Additionally, there were monks who left the monastery without the permission of their abbot, and they were severely disciplined if caught. Oh my. Even if you were a religious person, you were not allowed to just up and leave your monastery. And the same was true of the convents. So there was a trend of, quote, wandering monks who were then ostracized from society, even within the crusading force, for leaving their proper social place. And you can hear a similar outrage in Albert's comments about women in general. He very much disagreed with women leaving their prescribed roles in society, be it mother, housemaker, washerwoman, or none. So I think that we can throw a whole lot of salt on Albert's chronicles, but at least he does tell us that women participated including nuns. Yeah, you know what? Even if it is to spit in our eye, at least he acknowledges it. Well, they're here. Crap. (laughs) Most nuns of the crusade are unnamed, but we do have their stories. So not circa babies, just anonymous ladies. Exactly. One nun who remains nameless came from the monastery of Santa Maria Correa, And she embarked on the People's Crusade. And I do think that most of the nuns that we're referring to were part of the People's Crusade. There were exceptions, but that was the one that was easiest with your holy fervor to just get up and go. And it was the most accepting of women and children and the elderly and people who really had no fighting power whatsoever. However, after... She took the cross. Things took a bizarre turn. Okay. She was captured by Muslims during the Battle of Civitat, only to elope with her Turkish captor when she was finally liberated. Oh my. Was it love at first captivity? Did she convert to Islam? 
Could it have been self-preservation? I mean, this has some major romance tropes about arranged marriage, forced proximity craziness. But I don't think those apply in real life. No, I would love to believe that they took her hostage and this one guy saw her and was like, oh, and she was like, oh, and then it all worked out. But probably if she were at all a practical woman, which we shouldn't necessarily give her because she was a nun that decided to join the People's Crusade. (laughs) There was no pragmatism going on there. But it would make sense that if a man was interested in her and was offering her that way out and it was that or death, that that's what she chose. But I would love to believe that it was a fairy tale Well, at this point, the Muslims, it wasn't jihad for them Mm -mm. this was just kind of like what are these people doing Uh, especially the people's crusade they weren't effective and in the abbasid caliphate which we talked a little bit about earlier at this point the the conversions at the end of the sword were more a christian thing rather than a muslim thing now that's not to say there weren't some people doing it here there and yonder (laughs) but it wasn't widespread and they were so religiously tolerant especially compared to the people of the west That it's very possible if they fell in love, he would have let her continue to be a Christian. Probably not a nun. But she just couldn't ride a horse. She had to ride a donkey. Donkeys for life. (laughs) Such asses. Is that a donkey pun? I can make a pun about anything, Erica. Anything. I know you can. (laughs) Another nun whom the chroniclers call Americus which is a fun little name, (laughs) followed Pope Urban II's directive and sought her bishop's blessing to establish a hospice for the poor in the Holy Land. And that is what we know. We have no idea what happened for her. Was she able to provide some much-needed medical and emotional care for the beleaguered people of the Holy Land? One would hope. But if she joined the People's Crusade... Likely not, because none of them really made it that far. So she doesn't have any connection to the hospitalars, right? No, I did look in to see if it was a connection, and I don't think it was in this case. But there were the hospitalars. Part of the Cluniac movement, a reformist movement within the Benedictine monastic order that sought to strengthen religious devotion and charity to the poor. In the 11th century, a little bit earlier than that, when merchants from Amalfi founded a hospital in Jerusalem dedicated to John the Baptist to care for the sick, poor, or injured pilgrims to the Holy Land. Unfortunately, <coughs> uh, this is not America. This is not America. And they actually had established their hospital before the crusade. So I think it is possible that this nun knew of that and was hoping to continue that tradition. We also don't really know that I'm aware of what happened to that hospice once Jerusalem was attacked. Nothing good happened to the people that were still in the city during the siege. But we do love her devotion. Good for you, Americus. She was one of the few that actually received her bishop's blessing to do this. So she was a more legitimate crusader. She had a reason to be there. Perhaps Albert of Aachen wouldn't have turned his nose up at her. Maybe just her genitalia would have required it. I don't know. The final nun of note, and by that I mean the final nun that I could literally find anything about, is known as Anonima, Anonymous, of Cambrai. She believed that her goose was the Holy Spirit's chosen vessel. 
Like her goose or her goose? Oh, no, just a goose. Okay, just the regular yeah. goose, got it. Just the regular old white large Christmas pudding, basically. Well, that's one way to put it, Caroline. Thank you. She let her spirit-filled feathered friend dictate her religious sect, because she'd created a sect around the goose, to set the course for their crusading route. Excellent. Yes, excellent. You're welcome. This woman, this nun, claimed to be the mistress. Mistress? So we have so many questions. Mistress. Mistress. Of a divinely inspired goose. Good golly goose, man. When they reached Cambrai, it was a big to-do. The church was packed as the woman and her goose waddled to the altar. Can you imagine the stairs and the squawks? But hold on to your feathers because it does get no. better. No. Guibert of Nogent couldn't resist cracking a joke that she might have been saner if she'd just eaten the goose before starting her crusade. I mean, that's some foul play right there. So the goose went viral in Albert of Aachen's Chronicle, which compared the antics of the goose to a wild and bizarre crime. Yeah. (laughs) People were so obsessed with this goose and also some random goat that I couldn't find very much about, believing that they were divinely inspired leaders and they even worshipped the animals excessively. They saw the animals as their spiritual guides to the realm of Jerusalem. Oh, this one's bad, isn't it? (laughs) I hate that this is recorded. Yes, it was a bad idea. Albert of Aachen thought so too, as he dismissed these beliefs as absurd and blasphemous. I mean, I've got to be on his side for this. Like, the man is not I don't like the man, but he's so right. Don't follow the goose. A goose. Are they even, like, sentient? Is it even like they can look in the mirror and, like, be like, oh, that's me. I I just want to know, because a goose can't communicate, except maybe through his mistress... How did he say where they were going? Was it like if his beak pointed that way, that's where they went? Here's a hot take. Let's roast this goose. What if the goose was the only way (laughs) that Anonyma could actually lead and do something? And she was like, this is effing bizarre enough for somebody to believe that it's divine and God inspired and I can actually do what I want. I'm giving her a lot of credit right now. A lot of credit. Maybe that's totally out of left field, but this is some cult leader-ish to me. It is. I do believe that there have been cult leaders in the past, possibly in the present, that do use the bizarre as a way to control and as a way to give themselves power that isn't actually being given to them. But I just... I, I just don't know. I mean, she could have been brilliant and decided this was what we're going to do, or she could have been a woman who fell in love with the goose. I mean, the, the latter is funnier. The latter, the latter is, is better. funnier. It wasn't all fun and games, because according to the Jewish chronicler Solomon Bar Simpson, this goose madness was in fact a prelude to a terrible tragedy. Oh, People no. took these miraculous geese as a sign of the end times and thus proceeded to commit unspeakable atrocities against the Jewish community. We talked 
a little bit about this in one of our previous episodes, that as they went along, the People's Crusade were incredibly violent against, frankly, non-Muslims. They, like, couldn't get to the right people. And that's not to say the idea of hurting people in general was a good plan, but they were attacking Christian communities either unbeknownst to them or they didn't care. It was the most discriminatory non-discrimination because literally they were just killing everybody, but extra killing you if you weren't a Christian. Their type of Christian. (laughs) The goose happened to lead them to a Jewish community, and it was a very terrible, dark tragedy. An anti-Semitic goose. Is goose kosher? I think so. You know... I don't know. I think it depends on its butchering. So that, my friends, is that. The incredible and little-known journey of the nuns of the First Crusade. Many more went completely unacknowledged because it is referred to in many different chronicles that there were nuns about. But just as the monks rushed to defend their religion, spilling blood despite their sacred vows, nuns too felt the need to act. They likely didn't participate in the bloodshed, but I don't want to generalize. And there are definitely references in Albert of Aachen to women who were cross-dressing to appear as men to actually fight. Mm -hmm. So it is very possible that we get a few of those as well. We get a few Joan of Arcs, basically. But as we saw with Sister Goose, their actions could still have incredibly deadly consequences. By the way, the Goose did die. Well, as it should. And that left... His mistress up the creek without a goose to hold on to. And so nothing good happened to her either. Her story does remind us that even in the midst of one of the most serious events in history, there's always room for a little humor and absurdity. The next time you see a goose in the park, remember that it might be a divine messenger in disguise, ready to lead you on crusade. I'm Caroline. And I'm Erica. And we are Pithily Yours. This episode is brought to you by the Pithy Chronicle, LLC. The Pithy Chronicle is intended for education, entertainment, and non-commercial purposes. Any views or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity. While we offer lots of sarcasm, this podcast does not offer any advice or services. Listening to this podcast may induce fits of laughter, unexpected distraction, or uncontrollable rage at the subjects. Hopefully not at us. We hope you learned something today. If not, so sorry. Please be advised we are not experts in the following fields. Medical, legal, financial, technological, thermonuclear engineering, submarine warfare, neuroscience, or cat husbandry. Thanks for listening to our little disclaimer. Just covering our history-loving asses. Bye!